Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Ramblers, let's get rambling. Episode of Ramble with Russell, episode 662 of my podcast, No Intelligent Rambling, right here on the Talk Show Network, and one of the longest running single hosted pop culture podcasts in Ontario. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Russell Hale. Got a terrific show lined up for you today. Lots of things to talk about as we kind of are approaching the busy time of year for me when it comes to movie reviews. Boy, almighty, oh it's like everything just piles in in the fall. And lots to talk about. Before we get into what's on today's show, did want to touch on to some news. In last episode, I did talk about the, the, the various problems that poor Warner Brothers in DC are having just trying to get a movie out these days. <laughs> well, uh, you know, it's not looking good for, uh, for The Flash. Uh, since the last show, uh, the, it, it's, it's coming down. Ezra Miller is, is still, I mean, it just, it just keep piling up for the they-them. As he like, as that person likes to be called, <laughs> and, and he's now facing charges. So it's come out uh, since time is recording that Warner Brothers has three options, right? They either release the movie and just leave him out of it, and just proceed, and he doesn't do any press, whatever, and they just kind of ignore him, even though he's the star of the movie. Number two, they don't release it at all and take a two hundred million dollar loss. People, that's Crazy balls to do that, but that's an option. And number three <laughs> is that they release the movie, and Ezra Miller kind of apologizes, you know, turns himself in, whatever's. He does limited press, <laughs> and they get the movie out. Now, <laughs> out of all of those three scenarios, I can't, I can't see them. It would just be nuts because this Flash or, or Flashpoint movie was supposed to be a big setup to a huge, massive rebooting of the DC universe. Even Zaslav himself <clears throat> said that he wants to come 2023, wants to start it all over and just focus on the mainstream heroes and all you subsidiary ones, you'd be done. <laughs> so, and I don't know, I just... So I, I'm more of the, you know, they, they, they release it. And even though, I mean, this guy is just turning into a real piece of work. And even if they don't release it theatrically, I say release it on video, okay? Let us, the people, decide who wants to see it. You'll make some money back, and at least the movie will go out there. I mean, most people just want to see Michael Keaton in the Batsuit, really. But... Uh, I just, I, I would hate to see this movie never sees the light of day. Because, man, it's unprecedented if that happens. And that does set up a lot of, you know, yeesh, possible things. I've already told you that, that um, Batgirl has, has done water. And there is talk, and this doesn't surprise me, that, that even though uh, Titans and Doom Patrol have been renewed for one more season, because keep in mind, Ramblers, they already had the renewal hop happen, kind of wheels were in motion before the the, the merger happened with Discovery, right? Before that kind of hit, so they they're they're locked into another season. I think Star Girls the same, but and they've said this, they've said this about Doom Patrol and Titans that these upcoming seasons could be their last. And I said before, you know, in the previous episode. If I was writers of that show, and I was a showrunner, I'd kind of write it like it's a finale. And and they haven't said mentioned Star Girl, but I'm pretty sure they're in that. 
boat, and unless those three shows just have a banger next season, unless the ratings are off the chart crazy, <laughs> uh, I think the, ugh, the, the, the amount of TV shows, like DC TV shows, are really kind of grinding down. I don't know. <laughs> There's even top, even Superman and Lois may only get one more season and then they're done because if you want to do this massive refocus redoing and that'd be a shame when it comes down to that no 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 announcements yet uh to my knowledge uh when Superman and Lois season two <coughs> will be hitting home video i would assume it's some going to be sometime this year i haven't seen any of the press releases so far but i'll let you know when that's going to happen and then and i will review that when it hits the when it does hit home video, I have watched it just to kind of prep myself. Very interesting season. I'm not gonna go into details now because it's not the time for it, but I'll, I'll go into that more when it officially comes out. <laughs> so that's just the more little of DC news <laughs> for you all, and we'll see where this is going. It is, <laughs> it is an amazing, weird world of a movie making. On today's show, though, speaking of strange things. You'll have my 4K Blu-ray movie review of Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, courtesy of Walt Disney Pictures Home Entertainment. I reviewed it theatrically a while ago, not to give you my take on the home video release of said movie. And then we keep with the fantastic action with my Blu-ray movie review of Sonic the Hedgehog 2, courtesy of Paramount Home Entertainment, where it's Sonic back again, this time now faces Dr. Robotnik, but Knuckles... Uh, in as an enemy, and then we go from a speeding hodge, hedgehog to uh, a re reboot of another kind of classic uh, movie with Firestarter, courtesy of Universal Home Pictures Entertainment. The the redo of a classic Stephen King story, which you know originally way back in the eighties started very young, Drew Barrymore, but this is the newer version of that. And then we go from the blazing heat of Fires to the heat of renewal, in a way, for my uh, final Blu-ray movie review, uh, courtesy of Universal Entertainment, and that is Downton Abbey, A New Era, where the, the where we catch up again with the people of that world. That's all on today's episode of Rambo with Russell. So I'm going to take a, look, a musical interlude right up the first review of the show. Blu-ray review for this episode is Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, courtesy of Walt Disney Pictures Home Entertainment. Now, I originally reviewed this movie way back when it came out in theaters, and it wasn't—I actually enjoyed it. A lot of people went on it, and I actually enjoyed the movie. There were some nitpicks, there were some things about it, you know, I didn't agree with, and I'm not going to give you a full movie review this time around. If you want to hear my complete opinion on that, just go back to when this movie came out in theaters. And you'll hear it there. This time I'm going to go on basically with the video release and the extras. And just give you my impressions of that. First off, the movie looks tremendous in 4K. It really does. And I actually had a, you know, compared it, the 4K version, to the Blu-ray. And there is a noticeable difference with 4K. It really pops. And, and it really kind of brings that theatrical experience home. I really, you know, I was really impressed by that. Now, it, there's a trend with, with 4K kind of Blu-ray movie combos these days where the, the mo where they have the just a 4K movie on... It's just a movie on the 4K disc, and on the Blu-ray, it's a movie and extras. And this continues that trend. I don't know why they... I guess they don't want to double up on the extras or not enough room. I don't know, but that is the case. With extras, you get a decent amount, unfortunately, these days. With with Disney doing that that series on the Disney Channel that goes into way more depth over their movies, they kind of don't put a lot in on the physical disc anymore like they used to. But still, not too bad. You constructing the multiverse. This is just you know where you where you follow Michael uh, Waldron's journey into creating the story. Lies are really short. Uh, method to the madness. So the crew members described why it was. A unique to Sam, filming this was unique when it comes to Sam Raimi. Introducing America Chavez, where you, where they, you know, highlight that character. A gag reel, which is really short. 
uh, some deleted scenes, which you could kind of see why they were deleted. And then audio commentary. That's your meteor bones here with, with director Sam Raimi, who is no stranger to audio commentating, and producer Richie Palmer and writer Michael Waldron. So that's kind of the, the main meat of it is, is the audio commentary. It's not bad. It's a little dry. It would be nice to put like another one with like actors on it. I don't know why actors don't do audio commentaries <laughs> barely anymore. If you want to listen to a really funny kind of actor, director commentary, listen to anyone's uh, Resident Evil with Mila Jovovich and Paul Verhoeven. <laughs> they are very funny. But you don't get that much anymore. Overall, I mean, if, if you're looking to get this in your collection, the 4K is the best way to go. And as I said when I reviewed the movie, if you haven't watched Spider-Man No Way Home, if you hadn't seen any of WandaVision, this movie would be a little bit confusing for you because you're like, you know, if you just watched the first Doctor Strange and nothing in between, you're not going to be a little bit behind when it comes to... Oh, okay, you know, um, what's happening, what's going on in the Marvel Universe when it comes to that. But, uh, yeah, it, it's a fun movie. I, I think it it had a nice mix of horror, although, and he didn't comment on it too much in the commentary, and that makes me wonder that I think there's so many times I felt watching this movie that Sam Raimi came close, very close, to to going full horror on this, and he pulled back, right? He went like, mm, I'll show you this much, but I'm not going to go as far as showing you this. And there's certain scenes that he completely kind of goes, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to try to keep it a, a decent rating so it doesn't go too high. And that's a shame. I think if you're going to hire Sam Raimi, <laughs> you know, then embrace the horror, not this. Only put so much in it. That is what it is. Overall, it's a good chapter if, if you're looking to get it. I wish there would have been more extras. I have a feeling, Ramblers, and mark my words on this. I don't know this for sure. You watch down the road. They'll have a special director's edition of this movie where all those scenes that they kind of pulled back on the horror, they're there. I bet you he filmed them and just put couldn't put them in with a buttload more extras than what we have here. Just, I'm calling it now. You watch months from now, especially around Christmas. Oh, I betcha, betcha. That will happen. Because Raimi's going to go to do that. So that it is my take of Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness Madness on 4K Blu-ray. Blu-ray combo pack. Courtesy of the great folks at Walt Disney Pictures Home Entertainment.
My first story movie review for this episode is Sonic the Hedgehog 2, courtesy of Paramount Pictures Home Entertainment. Now, of course, this is the sequel to the first Sonic movie that came out in 2020, and I really enjoyed the first Sonic movie. You know, it, it as I've got on record saying, Sonic video games are immensely frustrating. I, I've tried them, and you know, the rings, and you get so far, and you hit one, one little thing, and you lose them all. That drives me nuts. So I've only played a little bit of them over the years. And I, I didn't want to make this kind of, you know, ruin my movie experience. The, this movie picks up right after the events of the first f film. So at the end of the first movie, there was a huge tease with Tails. And in this movie, it really pays off. And Jim Carrey is back as Robotnik. Slight spoiler, but hey, you know, they kind of teased it. And whereas in the first movie, he was kind of slowly kind of morphing into that crazy character. By this movie, man, he is full Robotnik in the craziness and the wackiness and the zaniness of it. And I've always said, Ramblers, what makes a really good sequel, the key to a sequel, is bringing back the same people that made the first one successful. Like same crew, same director, yada yada. Because most times, if you do that, as long as the script is decent, it will do well. Where we hit problems is sometimes, you know, a sequel is made, none of the, you know, first, uh, very bit of the first part of the crew is done, and it usually tanks big time. So luckily, you know, with this movie, they didn't do that. So as, as, as like the second movie ended, this first movie is a lot about Tails. You see Tails briefly at the end of the first movie, and this one, he, you know, that character is fully into this film, and we get another kind of character introduced of uh, the character of Knuckles voiced by Idris Elba. And you know, I'm not a, I'm I'm no Sonic aficionado by any stretch of imagination. But I thought that the uh, the voice work that Idris did for Knuckles is really well done. And and he, he is an adversary for Sonic for most of the movie. And if you like the first one, you'll like this one. Uh, and then James Marsden is back as well and, and I think he is really funny in this. It's amazing to think he used to be Cyclops, and now he's doing, like, comedy movies. And, and most of the cast is, you know, does return from the first film, and that that's kind of cool in this. Uh, so, so you have that same kind of feel, and, and it really is one of the better video game movies. So Tika Sumter uh, comes back as Maddie, and, and, you, and Ben Schwartz, of course, is back in the voice of Sonic. And and you have a lot of a lot of a lot of like returning cast members, so that's cool. And also, uh, returning is is the actress who plays Maddie's sister. And at first, it's funny. I watch this movie, and she's like, her fiance is like, you know, she really don't like you. And I'm thinking, like, why? Why does you know the um, James Marsden's character's wife sister not like him? And you look at the first movie, you go. Oh, yeah, <laughs> she has reasons not to like you uh, in this. So it, it's another fun kind of comedy movie. And, and in, fa in fact, the, the the sister of 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 James Marsden's character's wife gets a lot more to do in this movie than she did in the first. <laughs> a lot, lot more action scenes. And, and, it, and it plays well comedy-wise. It's very much a kind of family comedy movie. And, and I think it went really well. You had the same feeling of the first, yet it's slightly different because now he's up against another creature, you know, that's like him. And you also have the dynamic of Tails worked in there, too. And just like the first movie, it ends in a really big kind of sequel tease for a third film of another character from the Sonic universe uh, coming up. And it looks really interesting. I, now, will it be a third movie for Jim Carrey? I don't know. You watch the end of this film and Robotnik's fate is questionable. But if they're going to who I think they're going for for, for a villain for the next movie, yeah. And, and it, it all, pretty much all has been confirmed that there will be a Sonic 3. No surprise to me. I mean, this the, the, it, it's it definitely deserves the third movie. Where whether I get a fourth, I don't know. But as long as I think they keep up the the quality of it, the you know, I think it it will do well. I mean, that's 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 the uh, yeah, just of it there. 
For extras on this single disc Blu-ray, you do get quite a lot. Uh, digital code. You get and the nice thing I, I do enjoy, and they did this for the first movie too. You do get audio commentary by the director and by the voice of Sonic, and that's where a lot of the meatier bones of the behind the scenes are. There's a lot of little featurettes, but really the the biggest part of of you know, the biggest you get your most out of is is the is the audio commentary because you can tell these guys really enjoyed making it and it does provide a lot of insight into the movie itself because most of the other featurettes are really small it's like a few minutes here a few minutes there this does though include the animated short sonic uh i mean sonic short so, a new anime short featuring sonic and tails and knuckles so that's kind of cool it's almost like Shorts will say, oh, well, there's an extra scene. Maybe we didn't want to put in the movie, but we'll make it just a separate little short. So it's like, okay. So you have that uh, to look forward to uh, when you get it. Along that as well, you get the, um, the Robotnik reimagined with Jim Carrey. So he talks again about recreating this role. You get the powerful pincher knuckles. So a featurette just on him. You get a featurette just on Tails, and then him joining the crew, and and you know, and a few other little extras on on how the movie was made. Nothing really big, lengthy, or extensive. That is just the way it goes. It seems so hard to get those anymore. I don't know why the the trend. It is what it is. And and I uh, only did get the Blu-ray version of it, but even though it's just Blu-ray, it it played upscaled great on my 4K TV and and really looked good. So I don't know how much better the 4K version would have looked, but even for Blu-ray, it still looked really nice on, on my on my high sense set. So I'll, I'll give you that. So if you're wondering like, you know, is is it really gonna look good? Yeah. Yeah. I mean if if you don't want to be like Super, super, you know, if you're not too picky, it looks perfectly fine on Blu-ray for all those who are asking. Overall, I, I did enjoy the movie. It is a nice sequel. Does it help to have watched the first movie before watching the second? Yes. In this case, you know, especially if it's been a couple of years or so, or if you've never seen the first movie, watch the first one before you see the second. I think it'll just help you appreciate it more and you'll get, you know, more out of it, if you will. And they are definitely building Team Sonic. Little pieces by pieces uh, to it, but it's there. And all you also get a feature at Rapid, Rapid Fire Responses with Ben Schwartz, where he just kind of responds to weird little questions. You get a music video by Kid Cootie from Stars in the Sky and a lot of deleted scenes, a lot of deleted scenes, and some bloopers. And I do like how at the end, the end credits are in that computer animation like they did with the first movie. And this is one movie I, I wish I kind of seen first in actually in a theater. That would have been fun. I, I regret that I didn't get a chance to do that. But I'm glad that it's part of my home video library. So that is my take of Sonic the Hedgehog 2 on a Blu-ray digital combo pack. Courtesy of the great folks at Paramount Pictures Home Entertainment. Alabama cruise just grim, disgrace, pain, place, trouble in the sewers. I did. 
Combo Pack review for this episode is Firestarter, the collector's edition, courtesy of the great folks at Universal Pictures Home Entertainment. Now, this is a sequel, of course, or a reboot, I guess, to the 1984 original Firestarter that came out way back then, starring Drew Barrymore and, and a lot of, of big name actors. You look back at who is in this one, the new one, and then who is in the old one, and it's like, man, what a difference time makes. Because back in the old one, uh, besides little Drew uh, being the character of Charlie, the little young pyrotechnic, you all, you also had David Keith as her father, Andrew, Heather Locklear, which I've seen ages, as her mother. <laughs> you had Martin Sheen was in that. Art Carney was in it. Like, a lot of big-name actors were in that very first movie. You had George C. Scott, although he plays... <laughs> uh, supposed to be uh, a native, but he does. It's it, he's a really weird, quite sinister character in the in the original. So this is yet another take on the Stephen King story. And as you know, Ramblers, I love Stephen King. He's one of my favorite authors. So I will watch almost anything that's adapted from his works. Now, the first movie, the, first, the original movie back in '84, it very much was like um, it started off. Running, where you had, you had Charlie and her dad running from this mysterious organization. It was very much had a lot of pace. Like it was really start off, you know, on the, hit the ground running. This second, this reboot doesn't start that way. It's really a slow burn. You introduce to the the actress of Charlie. This time around, the the young girl is played by Ryan Kira Armstrong. The father of Andy McGee is played by Zac Efron, and the mother is played by Cindy Lemon. And, and and they're not at the start of this movie on the run from this agency. They're just trying to deal with their daughter who has these, you know, powers, if you will. It, it eventually leads into it and, you know, and they talk about the, the experiment. So there are ties into it. Now, the first movie was produced by good old Dino De Laurentiis. And if you know Dino... <laughs> 
he's the kind of guy that loved. I mean, he was big in the special effects. And I and I rewatched the first one because I hadn't seen it in ages, just to get a handle on it, compare it. And the first one, the amount of pyrotechnics in the first one, especially the end where she goes like she just loses it uh, against all all the um, all the the bad guys, if you will, is crazy. There are fireballs flying. There are people getting lot on fire. It is extremely violent and very crazy, kind of over the top. This time around, the the producing duties go back to the, the Bloomhouse, one of the Bloomhouse producers, who did Invisible Man, and there is pyrotechnic violence in this. It is there, but it's not not to the same degree that it was for the '84 one. You do get a bit near the end. But the original movie had like 30 plus minutes of her just going to town with the fire powers. Whereas this one, it was like, all right, and then it's done. And it didn't have that same kind of impact to it. One of the pluses that's going for this sequel, this reboot, is the score, the musical store score, is done by John Carpenter. And to me, that's one of the highlights of this movie. Uh, John Carpenter is an amazing musician. You know, the same man who did Halloween. And the themes and the music that he uses in this one, it, it almost feels like it should be directed by him because it's so much of his music. So that's kind of a highlight for me, just hearing a Carpenter score. Because he does Sinister. And like, so, so well. So that that was a plus for me. That kind of helped me get through a lot of it because I'm hearing Carpenter music. This kind of movie, I would just get the score just for the Carpenter stuff because it is just, you know, his usual um, standards when it comes to that. Uh, and for features, featurettes, not a lot in this one. It, it's really kind of bare. You have an alternative ending, which really isn't much of an alternative ending. I'm going to tell you, folks, it's a slight slight variation on the way this movie ends. And the way it ends, it's kind of like, okay, it kind of hints there'd be a sequel, but I don't know where you're going to go when it comes to that. There is a, a huge selection of deleted and extended scenes. So, you know, you have that there, which, which I don't know, some of them you could take or either go either way. Uh, one called Connect Energy, which is its filmmakers and cast discussed on Zach Afram and Ryan Kira. Armstrong worked closely with director David Ke uh, Keith Thomas to bring this uh, you know, life. Spark of Fire, looking at the themes of Firestarter and adapted from the novel. You can end Igniting Firestarter, which is looking at how they did some of the fire effects and how they were, those were done. Power Struggle, which is kind of a, a breakdown of the physical stunts and practical stunts that came together. And 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 how that worked out, and then you do though get commentary with the director, which is cool. I I like that a lot of these kind of not as famous directors because he hasn't didn't do much before this. They at least do commentary, and that's where your 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 main meat and bones was when it comes to behind the scenes about it comes from this. So uh, I mean it is what it is uh i i still in a lot of ways like the original just the, the you, you look at the fire effects in that one and you look at what you did in this one it's like with all modern technology couldn't you have like upped it a little bit like just one scene where where this woman gets you know you know gets burned to death and it's like cuts it's like she's like no no please don't hurt me please please don't hurt me and here you go ah! And then the character cuts away to the girl's face and it cuts back. And then it's just a puddle on the floor, all burned up. You don't actually see the body. Like, like, oh, okay. What, are you trying to save a rating there? And, it, and it's that kind of stuff. It's like, you pull back. Whereas in the original, it's one point where it's dude and you literally see a fireball come out from the side of the screen and like wham right into him. And knocks him right up into a tree. He's flaming away like, Wah! and that's that's crazy. I don't know if that's a stuntman or something. And it didn't have that kind of level. I'm thinking like, well, that's like modern effects. You could have like really upped the ante and like, ah, well, we have a fire budget. 
and we're going to do some watching. That <laughs> seemed to be what it is. It, it seemingly sets up for a sequel. As far as I know, King never did a sequel to this novel. It was like one and done as many of his stuff. The odd exception to that, but most of it is. And it is what it is. Uh, I, you know, I, I tried to get into the actress, but I don't know. I just... Oh, I not the same kind of feels as good old little Drew, and th and that is what it is. So it's it's kind of if like if you like Zach Afron, you know Zac Afron. But overall, it it's it's I think it's one that that burned bright, but didn't burn bright enough. So that is my take of Firestarter, the collector's edition on Blu-ray DVD combo pack, courtesy of the great folks at Universal Pictures Home Entertainment. That just loved to learn and Another child Grows up to be Somebody you just love to burn Mom loves the both of them You see it's in the blood Both kids are good to mom Blood's thicker than mud Family combo review for this episode is Downton Abbey, A New Era, courtesy of Universal Pictures Home Entertainment. Of course, this is the second Downton Abbey movie that has come out in recent years, and that follows, of course, the six-year run of the Downton Abbey TV show. Now, this show, you know, this series, I, I thank my wife for getting me into this. I, I normally, you know, you know, Ramblers, I don't review a lot of drama dramas here in the show, but I'm always a sucker for anything British. And that just comes from growing up and watching a lot of British TV shows as a kid. So I was very curious to see where they went with this movie. Now, in the first movie, the the, the big hullabaloo was around a royal visit to to the to the estate. This time around, though, it's not the royals that invade the the grounds. It is a movie company. Uh, at the start of this movie, the, the you know the the. <laughs> The estate has seen better days, and there's a leak in the roof, and there is some interest from a silent movie to film at at Downton because you know it just it's a nice location shoot. So they convince 
so the 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 they get convinced the to to put up the movie the the movie the silent movie crew so they can earn some money to fix you know the roof. At the same time, news comes by that a villa in the south of France has been willed to baby Sibby, Sybil's uh, daughter, and so the you know the. The family decides, okay, you know, a good chunk of the family decides to to go to the south of France and check this out. And then we find that during the movie that there's a connection to Viola that that was not really known of before. So it's, it's kind of a two stories in one setting. And it really much does carry the family a little bit further, you know, into the, you know, into the 30s era. And this is when silent films were kind of dying and, you know, talkies. As used to call them, we're trying to develop. So you have that kind of drama on, on, you know, at the castle, and then you have them in the south of France. And the south of France stuff is gorgeous. They actually filmed this on location, and it looks really good. Now, does it help to have watched Downton before you watch this movie? Yeah, you just kind of jump into this movie without watching the previous film and series. You're going to miss a lot of what goes on. Most of the cast does return. This sadly does mark the last appearance of Maggie Smith on the show. And it's, a sh you know, I, I, it doesn't surprise me. You know, she's not getting any younger. And the last thing, you know, the producers of the show want for it to happen is for her to pass away uh, before she can have a proper exit on the show. And you know what? Uh, I don't blame them for doing that. I mean, she's a trooper. And they still write amazing one-liners for her that she delivers just fantastic. Uh, but it's something, you know, we all kind of saw coming. And it's... Uh, her final scene is... is, a, is Unless you are... Ah, uh, you know, just an uncaring brick. Just bring some tissues and stuff when you watch the movie. Just keep that in mind. Uh, now, I only did get the, the Blu-ray DVD combo pack. Did not get the 4K, but even playing it on my Xbox Series X on my 4K set, the movie looks tremendous. Looks really good. And is, is, is you know, really, the, the palettes, the colors they, they use, terrific in this. And and you so you get a lot of drama there. You, you get also, this, there is another character that makes an exit this season too. I won't say what it is, but it, it is something that I, it's done in a way that, that makes sense uh, for you, if you will. So you have that, <laughs> you have a, uh, uh, you know, and, and you get to see Larry Mary take part in the movie in, in a very interesting way. So there's a lot of plots to twist it. It, it is a typical uh, Downton Abbey movie. And we discover uh, something from Lord, Grantham's past, which was not known before. So a lot of twists and turns with this. And it's if you're a fan of the series, you, you'll definitely want to check this out. For extras, not bad. For a single disc Blu-ray, you get uh, the, the feature that's good to be back, where they go over you know, coming back to to Abbey itself. You get Return to Downton, the Abbey, and the making of a new era. You get legendary, uh, a legendary character who highlights Maggie Smith. So they should. Creating the film within the film, this is a little featurette on how they are shooting a movie, the shooting a film crew, shooting a movie within the movie, <laughs> you will. And the amount of the amount of detail they got in the props for that time period is pretty impressive. Her Majesty's Yacht Britannia. They, this is a highlight feature where they show a yacht that they use, which is actually used by royals. So that's kind of cool. That's uh, spilled the tea time, where two of the actors from the show talk about their experiences on the show. And then you had feature commentary director Simon Curtis. Only Simon Curtis, though, which is a shame. Uh, I would love to have heard from other cast members or something, you know, when it comes to commentary. I'm, I'm, don't get me wrong, I'm glad there is commentary, but I wish it had been more extensive uh, in a way when it comes to that. It seems like opportunities missed there. Uh, I, but that's your main meat and bones. All the other featurettes are kind of short and not that extensive. So, I mean, it, it, is, a, it is a great uh, chapter to it. I'm really curious to see where they go with, with, this, with this story and this, this cast and this family 
into the future. Mosley is, is funny as he ever is and is a real comedic relief in it. And great performances for everybody, you know, right up to par. There are some cast members who are saying, why are they not on the show? But their absence is explained away in the commentary. So even, oh, that's why they never made it on camera. Which is understandable. It happens. Scheduling, you know, that kind of thing. But overall, a, a you know, a, a nice addition to the story. And, and I'm curious to see where it goes from here if they do a third one. It wouldn't surprise me if they do a third. But it is the end of an era of a way when it comes to one thing and starve a new one with another. So that is my take of Downton Abbey, A New Era, the Blu-ray DVD Collector's Edition, courtesy of the great folks at Universal Pictures Home Entertainment. Let's wrap things up this episode of the show. Hope you all enjoyed it. As always, you can check me out with a number of ways. You're going to check me out on Twitter. I'm at Rambling Russ, at R-A-M-B-L-I-N-G-R-U-S-S. Tweet me, I'll tweet you back, and if you follow me, I will follow you on Twitter. Check it out there for all the new shows, updates. When I put a new show up, I post it up there. Any kind of cover art with any of the releases, I put it there. Any kind of announcements, I put it there. And if you just want to interact with me, feel free to do so. I enjoy interacting with the people who listen to my show. Of course, you can check out all new episodes right here in the Talk Show Network. I'm caller ID 18411. All new episodes are here, as well as on Google Play and Spotify and many other directories across the World Wide Web. And just a reminder, if you do hear an ad at the start of the show, for whatever it is, it, it's just part of the deal I have with TalkShoe. I don't control that content. It gets put in. It's not my choice. It's, you know, sometimes it's not even English. So rest assured, if you get past maybe 30 seconds or so of it, you'll have my theme and the show will go on. So don't be put off if you're like, I want to play the show and it's, what's this? It's there. It's just part of the new thing that TalkShoe does. I don't think you're going to have that on other websites. So just let you know a heads up. If you want to take a blast to the past with my show, you can always go back to look and listen to the older episodes on Lipson at HTTP backslash backslash rambling Ross, R-A-B-L-I-N-G-R-U-S-S dot Lipson. That's dot L-I-B-S-Y-N is November.com. That's an original home on your net where I have over six plus years of podcasting goodness going from 2008 of 2013, then I switched here to talk show. Lots of great old reviews, interviews, and convention coverage from my days at Fan Expo in Polaris. Lots of older interviews from some celebrities are not even around anymore, but preserved on my show. So if you want to check that out, feel free to do so. And they are in the, also in iTunes under the iTunes Store and in many other podcast directories across the world wide web. So however you want to check me out, there you be. Come and an announcement on the show. I did have a nice giveaway for Downton Abbey and the and the bad guys, but nobody responded to my questions. And come on, Ramblers, I I get these giveaway opportunities. I like to give things away, but y'all gotta participate. Y'all gotta do your part. I I try to make it as easy as possible. I don't try to make it hard. All you gotta do is respond. I've had a winner. I gave away trolls, copyright trolls too, ages ago, and look how easy that person won it. You have an opportunity. Whenever you give giveaways, please take advantage of them. Uh, I do like to do that for you guys when I have an opportunity to do so. Coming up on the next program on the show, we're going to um, go back to the beach with a nice retro gray review, courtesy of Paramount Home Entertainment, starring Frankie Annette, Frankie Avalon and Annette Funicello from the 1980s, where they try to relive their beach days. A lot of really cool kind of cameos in that movie as well. Uh, we catch up with the 25th season of South Park on DVD, courtesy of Paramount Home Entertainment. A very odd 25th season on Blu-ray. And then it's my digital review of a brand new movie that has just recently premiered on Paramount Plus, starring Owen Wilson called The Secret Headquarters, where young kids get in way over their heads when it comes to superhero space. And then keeping the heroic theme, you'll also have my digital review of the movie Lightyear courtesy of 
Walt Disney Home Entertainment. That's coming up in the near future. Maybe not the next show, but in the near future as well. I had a chance to check out a screen air courtesy of the great folks at Disney. That's all upcoming on future episodes of Rambo with Russell. As well, I still got to go through some of these older movies from Paramount. Need to get through some of these old classic movies on Blu-ray, including Orange County, Harold and Maude, Soap Dish, Win a Date with Tad Hamilton. I just love saying that. Uh, so those old movies, possibly as well. And there's a few other things coming up that I'm waiting on to get, so we'll see what happens with those. All right, that is it for me at this time. And another reminder, if you guys want to contribute to the show, I still have my Amazon wish list up there. Anything that is selected off that wish list that is that is bought will be reviewed on this show. You can either be anonymous about it, or if you don't want to be, I'll gladly mention that you provided that review. There's lots of things I put up there of various prices. If you want to contribute to the show, if you want to give back to the show and control the content, I don't have Patreon. I don't have a Discord. I don't have any of that kind of fancy stuff to bug you for money. But if you would do this, it would help me out and it would give you an idea of maybe what you're interested in. I have some things up there that I don't normally talk about on this show, but if there's interest enough, I will do it. So keep that in mind, and it's a way to get back to the, you know, I've been doing this for 16 years, and I don't ask for very much. That is it for me, and we'll catch you next time. I hope you stay cool out there in this very warm summer. We'll catch you next time right here on Ramble with Russell. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.